my shorts. Welcome to the Dave Lee Down Under Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Dave Lee, and this is episode four. Episode four of the Dave Lee Down Under Podcast. So exciting. Technically, technically, I do this every week, but technically we've recorded five episodes. I don't know. I don't know where the time's going. It's absolutely crazy. Of course, here on the Dave Lee Down Under Podcast, you can join us every single Monday. We go, uh, go out on all the major podcasting platforms and all the small ones too, or most of the small ones as well. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. A visual element is also available to view on YouTube. Uh, and that one goes out on the same day, on the Monday, but you can get uh, early access, two-day early access to that on the Saturday to patron supporters. So if you're a patron supporter, you can get early access. Um, if you'd like to be a, a patron supporter, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee Down Under and support the uh, the podcast, the channel, the Dave Lee Down Under brand for as little as $1 a month. A dollar a month. That is absolutely crazy. If you are listening uh, out there on the podcasting platforms, we'd love you to leave a review and a rating. Ooh, dangerous. It is, da- oh, it is dangerous. Be kind. Leave good reviews. Leave good. Don't ones. want the bad ones. Don't want the bad ones. I'll delete them if, if the bad. No, I won't. I won't. I won't. You can I won't. Anyway, do can you? I can't. No, I can't do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, but we'd love that. We are actually getting uh, quite a good, uh, quite quite a few good reviews coming in. Quite a, a few uh, decent ratings and stuff. We're still a five star show. Woohoo! Still a five star five show. Stars. Five stars. How many reviews yet? Uh, we've had six reviews. So, so far. makes us a thirty star. Thirty star show. How good's that? Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Cut it out. Golf clap. Yeah, golf clap. Golf clap. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, we appreciate that. It helps get the podcast out there, especially since it's a new thing. Um, I don't know how the algorithm works on the podcasting platforms and all that stuff. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, that would be really appreciated. You can, of course, find me on YouTube at Dave Lee Down Under. Uh, search me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and uh, you just search my name in there and I'll pop up. You can follow me over there. And if you want to write into the show, you can shoot an email to Dave Lee Pod. At gmail.com. Oh, man, that intro is always, uh, always gets me. A mouthful. Yeah, a bit of a mouthful. Uh, we are, of course, joined once again by Old Mate Rick. Hey, ooh. Get a little applause. Get a little applause. Okay, guys, how's everybody? Hope everyone's okay. We're uh, stuck in lockdown still here in Melbourne. Still, and oh, man. It uh, looks like it's getting a little bit better and we might get yep. out of yep, yep. lockdown in the next few weeks, hopefully. Hopefully, it's easing. They're supposed to be easing down. some restrictions on yeah. Sunday, I think. Yeah, isn't and it? they're saying they're easing it even further than they've been yeah, saying, but which is awesome. They've also been saying don't expect too much. Well, yeah, exactly right. But you, want to, you just want to go slowly. You just don't want to, you know, open yeah. up and explode. Well, it's been again. hard this lockdown, yeah. as we said last week. This lockdown's been pretty hard on everybody, and mm-hmm. you don't want to stuff up the decent work that everybody's exactly done. Exactly right. This time around, have to go down a third time. Exactly right. So, uh, so yeah, it has been. It's been another typical lockdown week. Here in Melbourne, yeah. just sitting around waiting for parcels to arrive. I've been waiting on stuff to arrive from overseas for a month. It should have been here. My my T-shirt, my new sweater, my jumper from Zavi. I'm wearing it on the show. If you're listening, you can't see it, but it's this great picture of the Rugrats. It's a pretty cool t- pretty cool it, T-shirt. It says, uh, if uh, you, wind shooter. Yeah, it's a, like a, a sweater, sweater, sweater sort of thing. Um, if you're watching the uh, YouTube video out there, you can see it. You get the whole experience that way. Uh, but, yeah, down the bottom it's got established 1991. 
Why, Dave? Well, of course, the Rugrats began in 91, didn't they? Yeah. And so did I. And so did you. <laughs> so did I. And I, that just sold it for me. I've not been a huge advocate for Zavi um, over the years. They used to be fairly good. They did. Um, they, they, they used to deliver pretty well. But, um, but now. really slow delivery times now. I mean, I guess we can put that down to the pandemic. Everything's no, arriving everything's damaged. A- uh, everything's tits up at the moment. So you can't blame too much. But, yeah, I waited for ages for this. It finally came here. So I'm very excited about that. And um, mm. you had a bit of a run-in with, with a delivery driver. Just a, oh yeah, just earlier really, in the week. It wasn't really a run-in. <laughs> it was it was quite hilarious to be honest. Yeah, but it uh, was earlier in the week, and mm-hmm. um, uh, I'd just gotten out of the shower, and my, yeah. my bedroom overlooks the front yard, and I'd noticed there was a um, delivery van yeah. in our driveway. Yeah. They'd, revert, they'd reversed into the driveway. Yeah. I don't know how long he'd been there. So I got changed. I came mm-hmm. back out, and he was still there. So I had a look on the on the front veranda, and there was nothing nothing there. So he hadn't delivered anything to us. And then he had sat there, and he sat there, and he sat there. And about twenty minutes had gone past. He was still sitting there, and I thought, "What the hell is this bloke doing?" So then uh, I thought, "Bucky, you." So I went and stood on the front veranda to see if he was going to look around to <laughs> look around to see if anybody was there. Didn't look around, and I could see in his driver's window. And see what he was doing. And yep. he was on Facebook. Yeah. So he was scrolling through Facebook. Mm-hmm. It was only, what is it, probably eight eight to ten metres away, yeah. maybe? Quite close. So we could see quite easily what he was doing. Yep. And he was just sitting there going through Facebook. And he sat there for for what I knew was at least 45 minutes. Yep. At least. He could have been there ten minutes prior to that while yep. I was in the shower. I don't know. So he was there at least 45 minutes. Eventually he gets out of his van and he looks up and he sees me standing on the veranda. And he said, hello. And I said, mate, what are you doing? He said, I've got a delivery. And I said, yeah, I said, but you've been there for 45 minutes at least. I said, what are you doing? I've got a delivery. Is 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 this number 25? I said, no, this is number 27. Number 25 is up there. He said, he said, so it's uh, number 25. I said, no, it's number 27. Number 25 is the house next door. So he walked around the back of the van, got the parcel out of the van, left the van in the driveway, and then walked up the hill to deliver the parcel. Unbelievable. And when he came back, I just said to him, mate, what are you doing? You can't be sitting in somebody's driveway like that. No. I said, I, I said I've had a phone call from a next door neighbour saying there's a, there's a van in my driveway <laughs> to check and make sure I was here. Because they thought somebody was yeah. trying to knock stuff Roll off. The place, yeah. So in the, in the end, in the end, I just told him, basically, told him to piss off and don't do it again. Yeah, you can't be sitting in people's driveways like that. That's crazy. I was there. I came out for a sticky beak as well. Have a little look. Hey guys, yeah. just sitting there on Facebook. Like, what are you doing? In, in the in the end, <laughs> he drove off, and we just looked at each other and thought. What a dick! And what just pissed ourselves on? off. And think, what, what a dick! What a dick! People anyway. are just—it's just everyone's gone a bit crazy at the but moment. It, but even funnier with deliveries was yeah. your mother. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, we were we were watching something. Yeah, in must here, have been in, in here watching something. Yeah, and um, she came in bragging about oh, her, she'd placed all these deliveries for four <laughs> or five different <laughs> orders and yeah. different websites for clothing and God mm-hmm. knows what. And she came in bragging, oh, my stuff's arrived already. My stuff's arrived already, and then. And then the doorbell rang, and 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 you had said to her, "Were well, you going to answer the door and go and get it?" There's a, there's a guy out there. Yeah. So so she went to the front door. Turned out it was for the next door, yeah. the same house that the, the, the delivery yeah. driver <laughs> earlier in the week 
yeah. had delivered stuff too. And then she came in all, disappo- all disappointed. That it wasn't my stuff, it was for next door. Gosh, <laughs> unbelievable. That was hilarious. It's crazy. It uh, was funny. If you do want to make any orders at the moment, if you're just itching to place orders, JB Hi-Fi, not sponsored by JB, by the way. I just We just love them. We want to support them, support physical media. If it all wasn't that. for us, JB would go broke. I, I reckon, yeah. The amount of money we've spent. JB, if you want to support, if you want to uh, sponsor, sponsor yeah. us and uh, give us some giveaways or something, that'd be great. Um, but no, they have a sale. Cash on, would be better. Cash would be better, <laughs> yeah. Um, JB Hi-Fi do have a sale on at the moment. It's buy one, get one free. It's not the sa- It's not the one that they do in May or March or whenever they do it. They do one which is like all Blu-rays, um, uh, buy one, get one free. This one's like select titles only, but it's running for a month, an entire month instead of like a weekend. It goes until October 25th. So if you want to cool. like, get on that, yeah. I'm going to wait because I feel like they've been doing 20%, 30% off sales so often recently. I they, feel normal, like they normally do it at the end of a It's Yeah, usually at the end a of a cycle. Period. And I feel like there'll probably be one by the end of this. So I reckon buy one, get one free, plus percent off will be great. So anyway, if there's any Aussies out there or even internationals who are looking to import anything, like the imprint titles, which have been quite big at the moment, the special edition Blu-ray things from imprint, uh, yeah, it's a good, that's a good – although they're not part of buy one, get one free. <laughs> so no, I don't know no, why I'm bringing sure. them up. But anyway, yeah, so, yeah, that sale is on until the end of October. We've been mm. watching a lot of stuff, though, as usual. Um, we we only got to one X-Men film this weekend, last weekend. Yeah, we yeah, we were pretty full during the week. Yeah, as we said, we've uh, if you've been listening, you know, we've been watching the X-Men movies. Wanted to watch them all in the lead-up to um, New Mutants, but then that didn't open up in Melbourne anyway, so we just kind of were just taking it one piece at a time. We watched uh, Days of Future Past this week. Yeah, yeah oh, brilliant. Yeah, oh, loved it. So yeah, it good. good. We watched the Rogue Cut, which is the extended version. It goes like 15, 20 minutes longer or something. They added Rogue back into the movie after cutting her out of the original cut. Oh, it was great. Fantastic. Probably my favourite. So, well, definitely my favourite of the X-Men films so far. But I just love the Wolverine. Yeah. I still love the Wolverine. Yep. I don't know. I'm writing little I'm writing little hundred word uh, little reviews for them as I go along. So one day I might do like a ranking video of them. So That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. The uh, the first three will be Well yeah, wasn't right huge the on them, as we've said. Wasn't <laughs> we've huge on the them. Past, yeah. yeah, but Days of Future Past. Oh, amazing. I don't know why. They I got better and better as they went along. Yeah, they really did. They really did. We've got a few more to get through. Um Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix, um and what's then the, what's next? Apocalypse, is it? Apocalypse, yeah. yeah. And then Logan, which we have seen, and the two Deadpools, which we've seen, but we'll revisit them anyway. Uh, So that was a lot of fun. Um, I've been going through my catalogue titles again, as you know. Um, If you've been listening, um, every morning I get up early and I I put on a disc. I've had a pile of hundreds of titles there. I've got through – I've watched like 400 movies this year. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. So I've been – every morning I've been – You have too much time in here. I have too much time. I get up early. (laughs) Before I get into work, I put a movie on, and um, I'm just trying to get through this stack of just these catalogue titles I've been accruing over the last 10 years. You put that down to research, do you? I put it down to research and getting those creative juices flowing, all that stuff. This past week – I watched Erin Brockovich, loved it. Good film. Really good. Um, Julia Roberts, fantastic. Yeah, it's a really good film. I fantastic really that. in that. Um, I've and, seen that three or four times. And I watched um, The English Patient. What a boring what, piece of crap is that? That was terrible. So boring. Oh. It's one of the most boring things I've ever watched. Oh, man, it won awful. all the Oscars, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Crazy. Yeah, one, Oscar one bait. Shitload, I think. And Oscar bait. Definitely Oscar bait. Oh, man. I'm so bored. It's like almost three hours long. I'm like, geez. It's just one of those movies you have to watch. 
It's like one of those ones that, you know, oh, yeah, okay, watch The English Patient now. I've ticked that off. Gee, what? I don't know if you have to watch it. but Well, no. I wouldn't recommend <laughs> it to anyone. I get oh. it. It's a beautifully... Did it win Best Picture? It did win Best Picture. And I think that's oh. why I bought it and why I w- wanted to watch it. Um, look, it's a beautifully made film. Performances, why well, the performances aren't really that great. But I don't know. I, th- I, I found it the, Look, I think the performances are okay. They were pretty good. Yeah. For what they were, what they were, what mm-hmm. they were meant to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like the, the, the storyline, and everything was just boring. oh, that so shit. boring. Dialogue was boring. Anyway, if you think about watching the English Patient, don't bother with it. Watch something else. Or either that, or watch it and realize how bad. it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, I've been getting through talking about bad movies. I've been trying to get through a bunch of um, Touchstone Pictures films. So Disney oh, uh, back in the eighties, the nineties. Uh, early 2000s, they released a bunch of, like, adult, more like adult films under the Touchstone banner. Not adult. Not, not adult, adult. Not adult. adult like, films. more mature films. Um, not uh, For the younger uh, Not that kind of adult, no. no. No, but kind of like a more mature thing. Just Captain think, America type think, adult. Oh, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> uh, you got to think of things like Con Air, The Rock, all those great, like, big movies like that. They're all Disney, gone in 60 seconds, all Touchstone. But I kind of... I've kind of found a stack of ones that I hadn't got through, and these were kind of like more schmaltzy ones. Sweet Home Alabama wasn't oh. huge on it. Not huge on that one. Yeah. I, I, I love Reese with the Spoon, but I wasn't huge on that. Confessions of a Shopaholic, I enjoyed it. Um, uh, who's was, who was that one? That's the one with Isla Fisher, and she was a shopaholic. Uh, yeah. Isla, I like Isla Fisher. The movie was a bit, eh. Comedy's touch and go in that, but, yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, Romeo Michelle's High School Reunion no, I finally got to. <laughs> That's a piece of <laughs> It was shit. pretty bad. I, enjoy, I think I enjoyed it because it's a bit silly, uh, very silly. Comedy's touch and go again. Yeah. It was all right. Uh, I probably enjoyed it a little more than I probably should have. Um, I'm getting emails. Be quiet. Um, and uh, I watched one this morning called When in Rome with uh, Kristen Bell. I like her. Which was, I like her. And I, I like, uh, what was it, Josh DeHarmel? Josh DeHarmel, yeah. I, like, yeah, I actually like too. him too. And Danny DeVito's in it. And uh, <laughs> just, Dax Shepard. Just a really and odd really weird movie. Of... Really weird movie. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was a lot of fun. But yeah, so these are the Touchstone movies I, I just hadn't, hadn't got around to watching. And I finally got around to them. Um, so yeah, it's been a bit of fun. And um, uh, yeah. Uh, but what's that sound? What's that sound? <laughs> it's a Deadwood update. Yes. Oh, if you've uh, if you've been listening to the show, you know that we're um. You're right there. If you're not, yeah, if you if you're listening, if you're not watching, old mate Rick just whipped out a cowboy hat and Woo-hoo. put it on. But he stumbled a little bit trying to do it. He'll yeah. get, he, we'll get it down next week. <laughs> uh, but we start, But yeah, if you've been listening, you know that we've been watching Deadwood, and this is the third time we have attempted to get through Deadwood, and this week. Do I have a, I don't know if I have a drum roll sound effect. I think I had just have a... That'll do. That'll do. Give me a drum roll. We watched three episodes. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. So we're down, we've done seven episodes. Seven in total over like four weeks. <laughs> three weeks. Three, three weeks. weeks. Um, that's one more episode than we watched last week. We only watched yeah, two yeah, last yeah, week. Right. So yeah, we're getting there with Deadwood. Slowly, how many, how many slowly, were, slowly. How many more episodes for the first season? I don't know. I think it's like 12 or something. Ooh, we might actually get that finished. Might be 10 maybe. I think we might get it done. Might we'll get it get done. Eventually. Um, we've also been watching Yellowstone Season 3 we started. Awesome show. He loves it. Cowboy head on. Oh, still great hat on. That was an inspiration for buying a new oh, hat. Exactly right. Unbelievable. Well, I've been, <laughs> I've been wanting to buy a new one for ages because yeah. I, I had one that I wear out in the garden. Yeah. And I don't know what happened to it. It's floating around somewhere. 
Yeah. And I just need a new one because, you know, as Aussies will know and those that haven't mm-hmm. visited Australia wouldn't know that our summer can be pretty harsh. Mm-hmm. The sun's pretty harsh and we've got a great big hole in the ozone layer yeah. directly above us. Yeah, lovely. So... You know, you've got to try and keep the sun off yourself as much as possible. So I'll probably spend a fair bit of time out in the yard this summer. Yep. I've got a shitload to do out there. That's good. Um, so I just need something to keep the so sun off my ears. Himself and a, so I bought myself a, a Cobra and a cattleman, cattleman yeah. a Cobra. Yeah. And we um, we started watching The Loudest Voice as well. Fucking brilliant project. Oh, that's good. Russell yeah, Crowe as Richard Ailes, the head of uh, Fox News. Crazy. What a crazy guy. yeah. Russell Crowe's brilliant. Um, Russell Crowe's fantastic, brilliant. man. So good. Yeah. Oh, I love a bit of Russell Crowe, and this is, I reckon, is the best thing he's done in a long time. Yeah. Yep. Fucking brilliant. If, if you haven't, if, you know, you're out there and you haven't watched it. Oh, it's so good. Get onto it. It is actually brilliant. Via Vision have just released it on DVD. What a creep of a bloke, though. Oh, wow. Oh, you're creepy. What a creepy ass. bloke. Yeah. Via Vision, as I said, one of my, uh, one of my partners on the channel. Um, emails, be quiet. Um, <laughs> Bionic Vision have just released that on DVD. Uh, it's also on Stan. You can watch it on Stan. And we were watching Yellowstone on Stan as well. Yep. Some good stuff on there. It used to be terrible, Stan. Yeah, There's yeah, some good yeah, stuff yeah. on there now. So it's, uh, when they, um, when they first, when they Stan first started, mm. it, was, it was all standard def. It wasn't really yeah. full high def. They've got it? high def. You've got 4K. you got everything on there now. Yeah. And it's the content, really the content's much better because the content yeah. they had before was just, it was just old, old and it was crap and there wasn't. Yeah, much interest terrible. There's so it. much good stuff. They've but got the HBO stuff. stuff they got the Showtime stuff. They've got everything on there now. So we it's might great. have to be paying for a subscription on that. I think so. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I think so. Yeah, once we get rid of cable and we're just uh, going to get all the streaming exactly services right. yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But look, 20 minutes we've been talking about absolute shit. But I think that's what our I think that's what our audience just loves. Just the banter, the banter. But there's a lot of stuff to talk about this week. And you know what? We're going to get straight into it. I can't... I don't know why I played the theme again, but there you go. Worked all right. I'm still testing it out. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't really work that well. Uh, well, it is what it is. Oh, Lord, I was hoping that that was going to be that sound effect. I wasn't too sure. <laughs> uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think this was on our uh, pilot episode, um, we were talking about um, all like the movies that was been supposed to be releasing this week. It's been a bit of a topic we've been talking about a lot, how all these movies have been getting pushed back. Um, some movies have been opening in cinemas, um, all that kind of stuff. We were talking about all the big movies that had been pushed back until kind of like the later half of the year. And this is what we were, we were kind of like talking about. Are we actually going to see any of these movies come out? This is what, this is what we said a couple of weeks back. But we've lost so many big films. A few of these, as I said, have been put off supposedly until the end of this year. Do you think we're actually going to get these movies this year? I don't think we'll get. I don't think we'll get many of them at all, if if any. I'm I'm. The, um, you might get one or two, probably December, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like many of many, if any, of these movies are coming out this year. There you go. That was a couple of weeks ago. Us. Guess what? We're profits. Have I overused the applause sound effect this week? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Particularly when I'm on. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, the big story this week is that Disney have once again, this is like, I don't know, the third or fourth time they've delayed their films or they've reshuffled their uh, release slate. They have essentially pushed the entire, almost the entire 2020 release slate into next year, 2021. 
Now, this follows Warner Brothers uh, pushing Wonder Woman 1984 to Christmas Day in the US. It opens on Boxing Day here in Australia. Um, And this is on the back of Tenet, their big blockbuster. Let's get Tenet out there. Yes, Christopher Nolan, we love you. Yes, we'll put your movie out there. Yeah, come on. There's a massive worldwide pandemic, but everyone's going to go to the cinemas. We're all going to go to the cinemas, and they're all going to see Tenet. Tenet made $250 million in a month worldwide. Worldwide. That was on a $200 million budget, plus all the overheads and the delays. Like they had to pay like thousands of dollars to delay the movie and delay the movie. They said, let's just cut out losses. We'll just release it. They lost a shitload of money on this film. They'll they'll, 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 they'll make it back eventually. They'll, they'll make, yeah, they'll make bank. They'll do like a wide run once everything's okay, when it's on home media streaming, they'll make the money back. I, I would think that at some stage we'll get a release here. Oh, we will. In cinemas. Well, we have here, other than Victoria. Well, in Melbourne. In Melbourne. Melbourne. Well, it'll definitely happen. Even if it's just like an IMAX run or something, Tenet will definitely get a wide run. But the thing is, they were just, they they were adamant that this movie is going to be huge. 70% of cinemas in the US are now open. And they thought, yeah, people are going to go back to the cinemas. People didn't go back to the cinemas, right? (laughs) Scott Mendelson of Forbes. That surprised me because how, because of how, what what we see in the media and stuff Mm -hmm. about, how they're dealing with it oh, yeah. in the States. Especially in America, it looks really, yeah. It looks really laid back. Yeah, exactly. But they're obviously no. taking it a lot more serious. I than think what we see in the media, and we've seen this over and over again, is that what you see is the loud minority of people. The very the vocal minority. The greasy wheel, isn't it? Oh, yeah, exactly right. But uh, Scott Mendelson, as I was saying, of Forbes, said, Tenet is performing like an original movie directed by anyone other than Christopher Nolan. So $250 million is pretty good. But when you're talking about a movie that should probably rake in close to a billion dollars, that's not good. So essentially on the back of this flopping, Mulan, the Mulan Disney Plus experiment, they're saying didn't pay off. Um, they're saying that um, Mulan, that, that Disney haven't actually released um, how much, uh, released the box office or the, the, revenue. You know, the revenue for, for, um, for Disney Plus. Uh, so far, um, but people are saying that this has not paid off as they were expecting. Um, of course, there was like a big backlash uh, behind it. Like uh, people just had there were like kind of political things behind it, and just people not wanting to pay the money on Disney Plus and all this kind of stuff. Um, they the, the the rumor was that Mulan made ninety five million dollars on Disney Plus, but apparently they're now saying that might not be true. Uh, did make $57 million in cinemas, in cinemas that did get it, um, so kind of in countries that don't have Disney+. Plus. But this is a movie that should have made a billion dollars at the cinemas. Um, so, yeah, apparently they so think... That was a big budget. That was a couple hundred million dollars. Yeah, $200 million yeah. film. Yeah. So a huge film. Um, and, yeah, that, apparently the, the feeling over at Disney is this hasn't worked off, this hasn't worked out, and I think if it, this had worked out, they would have abused this Premiere Plus thing this Premiere Access thing, and we would have seen all these big movies coming out to Premiere Access. I think one of their big mistakes was coming out and going, you can pay $30 for this now or you can get it for free in December. (laughs) You know, up front. I mean, that's a good thing for them to do is go, look, by the way, if you can't afford it, you'll get it for free in December. But, I mean, how many people would have paid for it that, you know, how many people didn't pay for it that would have paid for it? Yeah, exactly. Instead of going, oh, you know what, I'll I'll just wait two or three months to watch it. Um, so anyway, yeah, Disney have essentially on the back of all this stuff that's going on pushed essentially their entire 2020 slate into 2021. Black Widow, big one, Marvel film, 
Wonder if that's good. One, sorry, wonder if that's good for cinemas though. Well, are they going well, yeah, to release them? That's for good cinemas? for cinemas. Cinemas are yeah. going to get yeah, especially if all these movies were going to go straight to video on demand, you know, yeah. or streaming or whatever. So it's a big win for cinemas. So we can't, you know, you can't can't you can't complain about that. Um, but Black Widow, big one. May twenty twenty was the original release date. We should have seen it months ago. Uh, it moved to November twenty twenty, so we should have been seeing it a couple of months, you know, ahead of us yep. now. It's been moved to May twenty twenty one. God. Essentially, like the four or five days shy of a year um, after it was originally supposed to release. Marvel's Eternals was supposed to open November 2020. It was uh, then moved to February 2021. It's now been moved to November 2021. So it's been put back a year. It's been put back a year as well. Um, Kumail Nanjiani, who's one of the. What, st- sorry, sorry, just to stop you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a reason they would have done that? Is it. Is, that, is November prime time to release it in the States? November's like um, Thanksgiving. Oh, so that's okay. huge. So that's, Thanksgiving, that's, that's, their big... that's their Christmas. So okay. so where we get a big Christmas, Boxing, Boxing Day, Day release, yeah. they then get, they have their Thanksgiving Day weekend, which is huge. Oh, okay. Right? So you've got the football and you've got movies and stuff and people go out and stuff, okay. you know, whatever. But then they do have like a big release window on Christmas too. So have that kind of the two big in that, yeah, yeah, yeah. In that winter holiday thing. For us thing. it's Boxing Day, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Kumail Nanjiani, who's one of the stars of Marvel's Eternals, he tweeted out, Eternals delayed. Marvel made the right and responsible decision. There's a pandemic. Nothing is more important than health and lives. I can't tell people to go to a movie theatre until I feel safe going to one. Take care of yourselves. I promise it'll be worth the wait. Um, so, yes, but they couldn't, you know, they couldn't keep that. They couldn't keep that in the February slot because, well, probably because, the way Marvel is so meticulous at the way they schedule films and now Black Widow's been pushed back, Eternals needs to be pushed back as well instead of shuffling mm. it. Uh, Shang-Chi, uh, which is the next big Marvel film, uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, was originally supposed to open February 2021. It went to May 2021. It's now swapped with Black Widow and it's then going to July 2021. Uh, so you've got those three movies kind of just really close together, which is okay. Um, but this is the first year since 2009 where we don't get a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie opening in cinemas. Wow. Yeah. Insane. It's disappointing, isn't it? Yeah, I know. So all those people who have been complaining, oh, this is Marvel, you know, burnout, absolute comic book burnout. Well, you've had a year to, to, to rest. Yes. And now we're going <laughs> to we're gonna go in strong with three big movies next year. Um, but we are going to get the WandaVision series this year. We'll talk about that very soon. But, yeah, the um, – that WandaVision series on Disney Plus. That's going to be our like sole uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe Haven't seen thing much this that. year. No, we'll take a look at a trailer for that in a minute. I'm very oh, excited. Nice. I'm um, seen it. No, you can take a look at that. Very good. Uh, but we've also got Ryan the Last Dragon. That's the big Disney animated film. That's going from November 2020 to March 2021. This is the third year in the last decade where we haven't had a Walt Disney Animation Studios film. Wow. Uh, 2015, 2017, there wasn't a film, but you had two films in 2016, which is Zootopia and Moana. Um, so, yeah, very rare that you don't get your one Disney animated film a year. Um, Twenty On the 20th Century Pictures um, side of things, Steven Spielberg's version of West Side Story um, has moved from December 2020 to December 2021. So a whole year. Wow. They've pushed it yeah. a whole year. Um. So, yeah, look, all these big movies, we're going to see a lot more studios doing this. Uh, Fast and Furious um, has been pushed already. I wouldn't be surprised to see that pushed again. Um, Top Gun 2, Maverick. I can't remember exactly where that's set for next year, but um, 
I, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of these movies are just going to keep getting pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And just hopefully, hopefully everything clears up. Um, Soul, which is the Pixar film, it's retained its November release this year. So this is one of the this is the only like Disney branded film that has retained its 2020 release. So it's still on the theatrical uh, schedule, despite some rumors that have been floating around saying that it's going to head to Disney Plus Premier Access. But I think because Mulan, the experiment with Mulan, didn't quite work out, I think that maybe they're just going to go. You know what? Let's just put it theatrically. If you'd asked me a week ago, which someone actually did, someone sent the question. Um, they asked if I thought Soul was going to go to Disney Plus. I said, yeah, high possibility, I reckon. I'm thinking maybe not now. After this whole thing, maybe not. Or maybe the fact that they've left it in 2020 is a red flag that, well, we're still trying to figure out what we're doing with this film. Maybe. So I don't know. I think out of all of those, Soul is probably the big one that they probably will, you know. Maybe it's not as good as I think it was going to be. Well, who knows? Well, I hope not. (laughs) hope not. I hope not. Looks fantastic. Um, What we've seen looks great. Yeah, um... There's two uh, two uh, more uh, 20th Century Pictures films that have retained their dates too. Free Guy, which is a Ryan Reynolds film. He sort of goes into like a video game world. Looks really cool. Um, that's that interesting with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's hanging on to its December release. And Death on the Nile, which is the sequel to Murder on the Orient Express. Orient Express. Who's in it? <laughs> um, who's in it? Uh, Kenneth Branagh. Um, I can't remember who else is in it. I know Daisy mm. Ridley was in the first one. I think Gal Gadot. Is in the new one. I'm not sure. I think the cast has kind of changed. Getting all these emails. It's, what's going on? I've got to sh- shut down my email right there. Annoying. Um, sorry about that, guys. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's hang on to its um, – that's moved from October to December. So it's moved a couple of months. Mm. But, yeah, lots of big stuff going on. Lots of movies being delayed. And what do you think about this? Is this good? Is this, you know – Well, it's good for the – it's good for the uh, – um Studios, I suppose, but not yeah. great for not great for the public and the cinemas. Yeah, not um, great for the public. It's good for the good for the cinemas because it'll you know they'll release it to cinem- re- the cinemas, yeah. release the cinemas, and people will go back to the cinemas. Uh-huh. And but this is yeah. all obviously the, these dates and stuff. We're all assuming that the pandemic's over. And, well, exactly, or it's right. under control <clears throat> at least. Could and, keep getting pushed. Who knows? It's yeah. really bad in America at the moment, and it could just keep ballooning. Hopefully not. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so it's. I think I think a lot of it is yeah money. Money-wise, we just know they're not going to make money on these movies. But then on the other hand, it's like health and safety as well. I think the studios are finally going, it's not a good idea to, you know, force people into cinemas. cinemas. Um, I put a a call out on Twitter to see what people out there were thinking. Rachel uh, from Rachel's uh, Rachel's Reviews says, I'm sad about it, both for selfish reasons and for the struggling theatres. Um, But, yeah, so that's that's the thing. The theatres aren't going to be getting revenue for at least a year. So they're just there in the meantime going, they've got no movies. So it's like a, you know, a catch-22 kind of thing. Well, they've got no power bills to pay in Melbourne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, DigiKate, Casey Reviews says, honestly, it was probably for the best. Uh, part of me was hoping they'd put Black Widow on premium access on Disney+, Plus, like they did with Mulan. Personally, I think um, uh, people would be more eager to pay that amount for the next MCU film than they were with Mulan. Uh, but for everyone's safety and, the, uh, and to assure the success of these movies, I'm sure that they. I'm sure they deserve like all the other movies. This is the right call. Joel says, given the reaction to Mulan, Disney Plus release seems like it's the only way they can see making a profit on these films. Joey says, I'm sad but not surprised. Parker says, smart move makes sense. They should have done it sooner and not pushed out Mulan as well. It pretty clearly flopped for a variety of reasons. Hundred percent certain that's what helped decide this move. I think we've pretty much established 
most of that. And I think yep. everyone's kind of on that same page. I haven't had one person. There's usually at least one or two people who's like, this sucks. I want my movies now. But I think everyone's kind of at this point now is like, all right, this, yeah, is, this is for the best. Do what we have to do and get it done. Exactly right. I think we can all get back to life. I think everyone's starting to realise that now. Um, but, yeah, yeah but, so all those movies are pushed back. We're not going to get a Marvel film this year, but we are going to get WandaVision, which is really surprising uh, because WandaVision was actually supposed to come out after The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So what is, what is WandaVision? WandaVision, we're gonna, let's take a look at the trailer. Let's take a look at the trailer for this. This is the this is what's essentially now going to be. So the, I, know, I know bugger all about it. This is going to be the first Marvel Cinematic Universe series that goes to Disney Plus. So it's essentially like the Mandalorian oh, of, yeah, yeah. Di- of, right, okay. of Marvel. So it's yep. Marvel's you know thing for Disney Plus. Right. It's set after Infinity War and Endgame, and it's like I don't know. They haven't really explained much about it, but it's Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, and Vision, and there's some sort of weird like. As we know, the, the Vision is dead. Um, and well, they, they were together, weren't they? Yeah, they were they together were in there. So this one, yeah, 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 they were. <laughs> yeah, all that. Um, so, yeah, now they're married somehow. They've moved into some kind of Pleasantville place. It's like inspired by sitcom, like classic sitcoms through the eras. And then, but apparently it all just starts ballooning out. And then just like this re- weird mystery thing. It's going to be really weird. Like if you know anything about Scarlet Witch and the Vision, the comics were always just really weird, just trippy kind of like um, just weird science fictiony kind of multiverse kind of stuff. So this series is going to just completely just throw you through a loop. Let's take oh, a look at the trailer for Wonder Vision. Wanda and Vision, aren't we a five pet? This is our home now. I want us to fit in. Oh, this is going to be a gas. Where did you two move from? How long have you been married? And why don't you have children yet? Our story. I think what my wife means to say is that we moved from... Moved from where? Married when? Damn it, why? Oh, Arthur, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Am I dead? No. Why would you think that? Because you are. (laughs) We are an unusual couple, you know. Oh, I don't think that was ever in question. So, yeah. WandaVision. It looks so weird. It's just, I don't know, I'm so excited for this. Um, Wanda... Wanda, Al, Scarlet Witch, and the Vision are two of my favourite characters. I think it's for that reason they're just trippy. Yeah, and there was this this really great run of comics in the nineteen eighties called The Vision and the Scarlet Witch, and this is obviously drawing a huge um, inspiration from that. And it was weird. It was just those two married. They got married in the Avengers comics, um, and then they had like a little spin off series, like an eight part series or something like that. And uh, it was just them. They were married. And they had twins, and they were just off fighting crime and stuff. Just really weird stuff. One of those just really obscure comics. And I love that they're actually taking Marvel, you know, they're at this point now where they can just take the really obscure stuff and make something really cool out of it. Um, so this, I think, Vision of the Scarlet Witch is going to take some inspiration from that. There was a 2005 comic series called The Vision, or uh, called Vision, I think. Um, and that was him. He creates a wife. He creates children. They're all robots. And they move into, like, this weird suburban... They move into, like, a, a suburban setting and everyone starts to question what's going on with these weird people that's living here. And, you know, they, they yep. transform themselves into humans, as the Vision does in the, ser- in the films. He's got his robot form, but then he can make himself look like a human. And then in the comics, 
the people, the neighbours and stuff start questioning, what the hell? But these people are really weird. There might be something going on. There's something a bit weird. So I think this series is drawing a lot of inspiration from both of those things. Um, and it looks to have, a, you know, a lot of the vision there was inspired by, you know, 60s sitcoms yeah, well, yeah, and well, Pleasantville. Yeah, well, Dick Van Dyke. I well, mean, if you yeah. look at the set design, it's yeah. so Dick Van Dyke. Bewitched, all those sorts of things. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. you got, like, that... Uh, that um, like cheesy, like special effects and stuff. Yeah, yeah. When she like pours the bottle of wine, and where you can always tell it was obviously shot in a studio and, well, not, yeah, in, exactly. and not on location in a house. Yeah, so that type of thing. So there's all these kind of theories about what's going to go on. I actually did a video of this on YouTube, like a breakdown thing. So if you want to check that out, you can go to YouTube and check that one out. Um, but yeah, so it's I, I think it's kind of like well in the in in the comic, Vision creates this whole new life for himself, right? But then uh, Wanda can also. She's got these magical powers and stuff, and can create like sub universes. Can create like a essentially a thing that that shields herself from the outside world and creates her okay. own like little pocket bubble universe sort of thing. So they could be doing anything with this, but it looks fucking awesome. It looks so good. But the, so they got they got the advantage too of, of having built those characters in the universe. Oh yeah, exactly as well. right. Yeah, and then now they're going to spin them off. And this is something that would not work in a film. Um, but they're going in, they're doing, they haven't confirmed how many episodes. Uh, the, the original uh, report was six to eight part series, but some reports are saying that it might, be, uh, might actually be nine episodes. Um, so that'll be exciting. Um, but yeah. yeah so when, and when's that due? That is due out, well, they haven't confirmed that, really. Um, it's this year. It's this oh, year. It's still set for this year. The trailer and the poster say coming soon. But I received a press release from Disney that said late 2020. Um, it originally had a December release date, so it's speculated that it's still going to come out December. in December. Now, this, of course, um, moves WandaVision ahead of all the MCU content that was supposed to come out this year. Huge move for Marvel, who, again, meticulously craft all their content, right? Yeah, yeah, um, sure. And this moves it even in front of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which was supposed to be the first Disney Plus original uh, Marvel series, which comes out of the back of Endgame, where the Falcon is now the new Captain America, um, and that should have released in August. But apparently, they're still filming that. WandaVision wrapped ages ago. Does, but how does it fit into the universe though? Like, does it? What's that? WandaVision or WandaVision? Yeah. Well, this. Well, it supposedly comes after Endgame as well. But so this is the thing that throws you out. So, a little so bit. They, they'll all sort of run. Well, yeah, they're still going to be... They'll they'll run concurrently. Yeah, yeah, with the film. So they're saying saying now, so along the way, to get the full picture of the MCU, you've had to watch every film. Yeah. You can skip one or two and and catch up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, like, you've had to watch every movie. Now they're saying these Disney Plus shows are going to feed into that as well. They're all going to run, and then the movies and the shows are all going to overlap. It's not going to be like the Netflix stuff they did. Because that was They did a little bit of that with the with Well, the they MCU, tried, but with, see... With um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But see, that's the problem. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the Netflix stuff like Daredevil, all that, they were, they were handled by um, ABC and Marvel Television, which was a separate division from the, from the studios, and there were certain things the studios wouldn't let the TV division do. Okay. So they couldn't quite do that crossover thing. Yeah. There was like a... Like in Daredevil, they talk about the big green guy or the guy with the hammer. Uh, you yeah. know, it was yeah, like right. where they could, if they own the rights of these characters, they couldn't, yep. you know, overtly do these things. Whereas now it's all controlled by Marvel Studios. Right, they've okay. absorbed Marvel Television, right? And so now Marvel Studios, and they've said, you're going to have to watch the series if you want to know what's going on in the movies, right? So it's this yeah, whole. Right. Whole lot of thing. It's very exciting, but there's a lot of content. There's a lot of content you got to uh, consume. Um, but 
they're saying one thing I've heard is that the Falcon and the Winter Soldier has actually been pushed because it ties heavily into Black Widow, um, and they can't release that until after Black Widow has been released. Now, Black Widow is a is a prequel because, of course, she's dead in the films now. Uh, but it's so it's a prequel kind of set after um, Avengers um, Civil War, uh, Captain America Civil War. Um, but there must be something in that that Falcon and the Winter Soldier kind of feeds out of. So they're saying that anyway. Mm. WandaVision has now been pushed up the rung. There's a great meme that I saw, which has, you know, that uh, bit from um, uh, Winter Soldier where you've got the, um, the Falcon running along and Captain America on your left. So you've got the yeah, Falcon right, yeah. and he's got all these pictures on his on his T-shirt and it's all the logos of all the Marvel films that have been pushed. <laughs> and then you've got on Captain America, it's got WandaVision on your left. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. Brilliant meme. Um, yeah. But another big superhero thing that's coming out, um, I think this next year, is Zack Snyder's Justice League? Uh, we're talking about we've spoken about this a little bit. Um, Zack Snyder, of course, left Justice League um, because his daughter uh, passed away, so he left to focus on all the family, family. things and stuff. Um, and Warner Brothers called in Joss Whedon to fix the film, essentially, because they wanted it fixed because they obviously weren't happy with what Snyder was doing. Essentially, cut him out of the picture and reshot a lot of the movie and stuff. Um, I enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. Yep. It's fun, vibrant. What you want from a comic book movie? Um, and then, of course, all the Snyder fans out there, um, up in arms. Release the Snyder cut. Release the Snyder cut. Hashtag Snyder cut. Whatever. And Warner Brothers have bowed down. Okay, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll let you have your Snyder cut. They have. It's reported this week that they are throwing an additional seventy million dollars into the film. That is on top of the original $300 million budget. Bloody Nora. And this is, many people out there believed that there was this fabled complete Schneider cut of Justice League. And that's why they were going, release it, release it, release it. And then there were pundits on the internet going, hold on, there might be like a work print. There's not a completed cut of the stuff. There's no way there's a completed Schneider cut of the film. There's, there's some sort of edit unfinished um, special effects, all that kind of stuff. There's probably scenes that weren't shot. Um, but everyone, no, no, there's a Snyder Cut, there's a Snyder Cut. And Warner Brothers came out and said, we're going to release the Snyder Cut, right? And they're not going to release it as a film. They're going to release it as a four-part series for HBO Max. Ooh. Right? Um, so, so I think it'll be good. It'll be good. Um, and I, 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 it'll be interesting I, to see his, his... Well, that's the thing that I think... I haven't been a big fan of Schneider's work. I didn't like Batman v Superman very much. Man of Steel I liked. I, I just don't like the dark and just depressing kind of style that he brought to these films. A lot of people do, and that's completely fine. I wasn't a huge fan of it. But what I love about this is the fact that this is an artist being allowed to complete his complete vision, his about vision. to see his yep. vision through that he rightfully should have the right to be able to do. Okay? Yep. Get all this pretentious stuff out of the way or the big-headedness of the fans and whatever else. I'm happy that this guy is getting to see his his vision through. Um, but the thing is, this was never a complete cut of the movie. Warner Brothers is throwing $70 million to complete it, complete special effects and stuff, and they're going back for reshoots. And all of the main actors, including Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, uh, Jason Momoa, uh, Ezra Miller and Ray Fisher, they're all coming back for like a week-long shoot. This movie was never completed. This movie was never completed, but Warner Brothers have bowed over and um, allowed Schneider to com- complete his cut, which, again, I think is really good. Um, I think it does open up um, a lot of... Um, uh, it opens up a, a, another lot of these kind of um, uh, issues about how much power 
can be put in the hands of a consumer. Mm. Um, I think maybe that's kind of the, uh, again, a catch-22 thing. Great that this guy gets to see his vision out. Maybe not so great that the studio is bowing to demands of um, what have been some very... Maybe they're uh, testing it to see if, if, if you know... If, the fans are demanding it, yeah. whether they'll actually go and see it. Well, exactly. But this is going on HBO Max. Well, yeah. So it's now a four-part it. yeah. TV series, right? Yeah. Um, but this $70 million they're throwing in to this, like, souped-up version of Justice League, is un- this, is, this, this is unprecedented. This thing has never happened. Where they have allowed a filmmaker to go back and complete their vision, especially not, like, three years after the original movie was released... I mean, they re-released uh, the Donner cut of Superman film, uh, Superman Two, in two thousand six. Um, the original film, Superman Two, was released in nineteen eighty. Similar thing. Richard Donner uh, left that film. Creative differences. Richard Lester uh, stepped in, reshot a lot of the movie. Um, but then years later, they released Donner's cut of Superman Two. Um, but they didn't, they didn't throw seventy million dollars into it, especially not three years after the movie was made. And it was a good cut too. The, the, it was a really good cut. cut yeah. yeah. But unprecedented. This is crazy. And Mm. the thing that's crazy about this extra $70 million is that this is essentially the budget of a small blockbuster on top of the $300 million. Oh, yeah, exactly right. So if you look at Joker, uh, Joker, last year's Joker, was made on $55 million. That was their complete budget. That was the complete budget. Deadpool, their first Deadpool was done $58 million. And closer... Uh, Birds of Prey was done on eighty-five million, so fifteen million on top of this seventy mil. But like, that's a huge amount of money to be and throwing. And in. those films, to be honest, look like you know, like Joker and Birds of Prey in particular. Mm. They look like they were made on bigger budgets. Oh yeah, that, of course, like hundred, hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, exactly film, right. You know, but you know, fairly small. That's 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 the budget of a small blockbuster, right? Oh, yeah. There. And they're throwing seventy million, but. Again, HBO Max, they're throwing a lot of money behind this. They're pumping out a lot of series um, which have $100 million um, budgets. So $70 million, you know, you've got to look at it a couple of ways. They're throwing $70 million into redoing a film on top of 300 but they're also investing $70 million into a new TV show, essentially, whereas these yeah, other shows. Yeah, true. Yeah. So they're also releasing, this came out this week, James Gunn, director of uh, The Guardians of the Galaxy, when Disney kicked him off, he went to DC to do a new version of Suicide Squad, which is coming out next year. Yep. It's fucking awesome. It looks so good. Um, they've announced he is also doing a spin-off series for that, eight episodes. Uh, it's called Peacemaker, which focuses on John Cena's character, which looks great. He's de- John Cena has described his character, pe- uh, Peacemaker, as... Not, not based on the George Clooney film. No, not the George Clooney movie. <laughs> I watched that one not lo- not long ago, actually. Mm. Uh, but no, superhero, DC comic superhero, pe- uh, Peacemaker. Uh, John Cena has described the character as a douchey Captain America. So it's going to be a whole lot of fun, I reckon. I reckon it's going to be so good. Uh, James Gunn is writing... He's written all eight episodes and he's directing some of them, including the first one. They're doing a Gotham PD series, which is going to spin out of the upcoming Batman, Matt Reeves' film. Um, he's writing that as well. I'm not sure if he's directing any of that. And another one of, of Warner Brothers' huge movies that's coming out soon is Dune. So they're going to do a spin-off series of that. Um, so they're all like $100 million series. I just they're not rushing them. Well, yeah, exactly like, like right. They, like they tried to do with their, with their DC with their films. They're kind of doing the, you know? they're doing the Marvel thing, aren't they? Yeah. Making all these spin things. It. Rushing it. Yeah. Well, James Gunn. Hopefully it works because there's some great, you know, Batman, Superman. Uh-huh. Exactly right. Amazing. James Gunn, James Gunn's a filmmaker I love. I, I think his stuff's fantastic. And I don't think he would do something 
unless he thought it was, um, you know, done the right way yeah, or, you exactly. know, needed. So I have faith in that and I don't know. So we'll see. So HBO Max looks like it's shaping up really good and they're all going to be $100 million shows just as the Disney Plus ones are. Yeah, it's um, interesting. Yeah. Another big th- thing that's been going on with Warner Brothers is just a really quick one. Here in Australia, Warner Media slash Warner Brothers are going to split from their distribution partner, Roadshow, mm. in Australia after 40 years. I heard about that the other day. Insane. And I didn't know if it was right or not. Yep, true. Is, yeah? Yep, they've announced that they announced to the stock market. Um, in, they've been together forever. They've been together for 40 years. And in that time, Roadshow has been Australia's largest non-studio distributor because they're an independent distributor and Warner cut a deal with them 40 years ago to distribute their films in Australia. Any reason why the why the split? Well, there's big change ups. There's been um, big change ups um, over at um, I think I think uh, it must be Roadshow or Warner Brothers. A big 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 studio brass chains ups, massive carl of executives, and it's put a strain on the relationship between the two parties essentially. And Warner Brothers are pulling out. They're, they're at the end of this year. They're they sign it. They must be like a ten-year contract or something. I don't know the exact fine details, but their contract comes to the to an end at the end of this year. And Warner Brothers are going. We're pulling out of this distribution deal now. Um, so from next year onwards, Warner Brothers movies will now be distributed through Universal Pictures in Australia. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so they've never really been affiliated before, have they? Or well, sort of. They they've cut this a deal overseas. A home media deal where Warner Brothers Universal they joint like this this joint home media arm because sales for home media are dwindling and stuff obviously and um, they formed like this bond together and they're going to start releasing films together under this one banner right um, and the interesting thing is the the um, Australian distribution the home media distribution between Warner Brothers and Roadshow ends at the end of this year as well so there's rumours it hasn't been confirmed but there's rumours that Warner Brothers and Universal will probably join for home media as well here. Mm. So that would make sense. But that's interesting. That's very, very interesting. interesting. So Warner Brothers, so Roadshow loses Warner Brothers and they're really only going to be distributing uh, independent films now. They've got oh. Film Nation, Village Roadshow Pictures and STX and they're really the only kind of three independent arms that are that Roadshow distributing now. Well, oh, that might kill Roadshow. Well, who knows? We hope not because they've been around for so long. Exactly but right. But there you go. That's going to be interesting now, especially when we talk about my relationship with studios and stuff, getting tickets to preview screenings and stuff. Um, Universal, I've got a fairly decent relationship with. Warner Brothers have been harder to, like, kind of get into screenings and stuff. Always. Like, for as long as I've been doing this, Warner Brothers have been really difficult to get films or, I guess, Roadshow to get screenings and stuff through them. So now that the Warner Brothers stuff's going over to Universal... Of course, it depends on how they set it up. Well, exactly right. They could just send the whole team back over there, which is apparently what's happened uh, with the Universal, I don't know. But, yeah, that could that could definitely happen, I think. They'll probably mm. – well, I mean, Disney, when Disney merged with Fox, they kind of just merged the two teams. So a similar thing could yeah. happen, I think. Um, but, yeah, so that's a huge one. That's huge yeah, here in Australia anyway. You know what also was huge? The Emmys. This year, mm. um, Mandalorian. We we're talking about this last week. Um, they did they did the Emmys a little bit differently this year because of the pandemic and everything. They kind of did it over the space of a week, and then they had a big ceremony on the Sunday for all the big awards. So all the technical awards kind of went out over the week. Mandalorian did it just an absolute sweep of all the technical awards. Completely well deserved. Like amazing, amazing series, visual design, special effects, everything. Um, but it's won another two awards. 
Uh, so for a total of seven. Mandalorian won seven Emmys in its first season, which is also a record for a streaming platform in its first year of service. Disney Incredible. Plus have raked in seven Emmys from The Mandalorian. Well, of Crazy. course, you know, we spoke about the the, um, the technical awards I won yeah. last week. And they, mm-hmm. were, they were well-deserved because oh, of the absolutely. way they, they made, that, mm-hmm. made that series. Yeah. Um, but what were the other two? Um, it's one, yeah, it's one, two more. So one outstanding music composition for a series, uh, Ludwig Göransson. I, I think oh, that's how you pronounce yeah, his name. Yeah, yeah. Really great music from the series. So that's well-deserved. I would have predicted that one. Um, and outstanding stunt coordination for a drama series or movie uh, to Ryan Watson. So, yeah, mm. a couple of just like it's fantastic being recognised for some very good stuff. It lost out on um, character voiceover. Taika Waititi um, had Aww. been up for that. He lost, yeah, sad. Love Taika. Sad, yeah. Ma- Maya Rudolph won for Big Mouth, um, which is an animated series. Haven't watched it, but apparently it's quite quite good. Um, and it I also, like Maya too. She's, yeah, she's, she's a lot of fun. She was in, she's uh, good fun. She did a few episodes of um, Good Place, which we've yeah, just good watched. Place, yeah. Really fun. Um, and guest actor, uh, it, it lost the award for guest actor. Um, Giancarlo Esposito was up for the award. Oh, that was won by Ron Cephas Jones for This Is Us instead. Uh, but I'm glad. I'm I, I'm so glad it swept up all those technical awards so Sweep, well. Swept, 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 <laughs> swept up all the technical awards. You know what else had a massive sweep? Shit's Creek. Yeah, brilliant. Love this. Fantastic. We just we just watched this as well. Shit's Creek. We, we got it done really quick. Oh, it's such a good show. Great, Watch like three episodes show. a night. Great show. It swept the seven major comedy categories. It is the most. It has now become the most awarded comedy series in a single year. It's the only show in history to do a clean sweep in one year. Wow, comedy amazing. series, and it's in its final season. Now, this doesn't include, of course, shows like Friends, Frasier, Mary Tyler Moore. These all won in most or, or all of these categories over various seasons. Shit's Creek swept it all up in one season. In one season. So you've got Best Actor for Eugene Levy, uh, Best Actress for Catherine O'Hara, uh, Best Supporting Actor for Dan Le- uh, Levy, uh, Supporting Actress Annie Murphy, Directing for a Comedy Series Dan Levy and Andrew Sivadino, uh, uh, and Writing for a Comedy Series for Dan Levy. So Dan Levy swept up three awards for himself. Of course, uh, one of the creators of the show right there. Um, the show additionally won Casting for Comedy, for Lisa uh, pa- uh, Parison and John Comer F- Ford, and contem- one also won contemporary costumes. Deborah Hansen and Darcy Shane. But half um, half the costume, like um, uh, what's his name, um, Dan Levy. Yeah, half his. Oh, that was he, his, that, all yeah. his own, all his his own, own clothes, personal yeah. wardrobe. Wasn't Brilliant! It? He's so good in that show. Oh, he, they're all really good. Like so well deserved for all of these. Um, so it won nine in total, but did that massive like seven award sweep. Um, it was nominated for a further six awards, which it didn't pick up, which was a f- another writing award, sound mixing, single camera editing, contemporary hairstyling, contemporary makeup. It didn't get those, but he took out nine. And I think that's great. And this is a series. It's a Canadian series, and it was relatively unknown until Netflix picked it up in its second or third season. And now it's huge. The power of Netflix. The power of Netflix. It's insane. But great show. Very well deserved. You know it's also well deserved? Picked up an Emmy, finally. Eddie Murphy. Oh. Yes. Best actor. <laughs> what did he get that for? He got that for um, best, I think it was uh, best uh, guest guest actor on a comedy series for Saturday Night Live. His guest appearance on Saturday Night Live. Because he hadn't been on Saturday Night Live for years, for years, had he? For years. And this is the only Saturday Night Live episode we've watched for a long time. It was brilliant. He's so good. Eddie Murphy was someone I grew up with as a kid. I watched all of his movies. 
and I had this compilation, like this 60, 70-minute compilation of his classic Saturday Night Live sketches, and I would just watch that constantly. Um, such funny stuff, like funny, yeah. some of the funniest stuff ever. And he swept away an Emmy. He was actually nominated for an Emmy in 1983 um, as part of his role on, on uh, Saturday Night Live, yeah. but he's finally won. That's amazing. I'm so happy about that. Mm, really, brilliant. really, really good. He's brilliant. Really good. Groundbreaking comedy. Yeah, crazy. When he, when he first started. Yeah. Um, now, we have waged war on trash rags before. <laughs> We've got one this week. I think this might be a recurring segment. We're going to pick out like a, something from one of the trash rags um, and just kind it of... probably turns out to be a whole lot of shit. That does, a lot yeah. of crap. Now, you, you saw this one. I saw this the other day. Um, yeah. What was I? What did I see it on? It was on TV. It was a, well, the Globe. The Globe has reported this. It was, a, it was an article I first saw on 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 um, one of our yeah, free yeah. to air stations yeah. here. But it's um, it was reported by the Globe magazine, mm-hmm. who you know we all know is yeah full of bullshit. Probably. Well, apparently they constantly make up stories about George Clooney. Yeah, well, exactly right. right. They have this well allegedly um, from a, a, a website I found called. Um, what were they called? Gossip Cop. They allegedly say the, the Globe makes up all this stuff about George Clooney. You know, well, they, publishes all these. They've they've alleged that he he has planned his own funeral. He's had downtime yeah. during the pandemic, <laughs> and been you know been locked up at home. He thought thought to himself, "Well, what'll I do? I think I'll uh, I think I'll plan my own funeral." Yeah, and they say the Globe says that he has planned his own funeral to such a degree where he has written his own eulogy mm-hmm. and he's he's planned on what where it'll take place and yep. and you know the casket everything yep. right down to what he'll wear including yep. his socks and and cufflinks yeah they're reporting that the funeral cost is is approximately 1.4 million dollars yeah. crazy now how much of a load of crap's that well uh, it's there's probably there, there might be some sort of well truth look, in it, but to that extent, there's well, no exactly way in the right. World. Well, the the Globe says there's a definite sense of mortality as he nears sixty. Plus, he's had some major medical issues in his life that he'd be foolish to ignore. And then it lists off like a bunch of stuff that's happened like years ago. He had a scooter crash a couple of years ago. 2015, he had a spine injury on the set of Syriana. He had Bell's palsy as a child. They even went back that far. And saying that this Bell's palsy could return with a vengeance and trigger a stroke. Oh, God. Right? George is mindful of all this and he loves his family and wants to protect them. That's why he's getting ahead of this stuff before old age and serious illness creeps up on him. Right? Um, and <laughs> they're calling their, um, their, uh, their uh, sources spies. <laughs> they're the spies <laughs> that are feeding them all this George Clooney info. Oh. The spies in their dreams. Unbelievable. Yeah, crazy. Crazy stuff. So that's uh, Gossip Cop again. I found this website called Gossip Cop. It's interesting. They find all these like weird, trashy things and try and debunk them. Gossip Cop says that this is likely a false story because the Globe tends to post a lot of stuff about George Clooney that's you know, probably not true. But there's probably some truth to maybe him, you know, organising a will or, you know, thinking about what's going to happen to him after he dies. Who knows? <sighs> that's crazy. Who knows? That's crazy. Stuff. It might be all completely true, but that's a lot of. Oh, yeah, there's no way that's true. No way. <laughs> I, I mean, like, don't want to don't want to be gossip columnists here on the show, but there's some of this stuff that just does it's come just out. Laughable. I think it's it's funny. Yeah. It has to be brought up. Oh my gosh, George Clooney planning his own funeral. Now I've heard it all. <laughs> we are running short on time again. I can't believe it. Uh, mm. So we should get into some subscriber questions. I think we'll. we'll 
push it for another 10 minutes or so, yep. get through some subscriber questions, and then call it a day. What do you reckon? What do we got this week? Okay, we've got uh, we've got a couple here that we'll mm-hmm. let's try and get through as many as we can really quickly. Yep. Um, Blake, yep. who is a patron, and mm-hmm. uh, again, Blake's Blake. been around for... Long time. The start, Long almost. Time. Pretty much from the, the start. start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you get to sit in on one moment of any film being made. Which do you choose? For example, on the set of Wizard of Oz, or sit in storyboard room with Walt Disney for Fantasia? Oh, he said a list of a couple of pretty good ones. He knows my favourite movies. Favorites, yeah. yeah, he knows. He knows that. Um, I, well, the Wizard of Oz set was apparently like a very toxic set. I don't know if I'd want to be there. I mean, Julie Garland was getting hopped up on pills and by the studio and, you know, it wasn't very comfortable. And there was a rumour of some bloke hanging himself in the back well, yeah. of the set. Yeah, it's just crazy things, stuff. <laughs> That's not true. But, no. uh, but yeah, there's all these rumours and weird, just stories about, I don't know if I want to be there. Um, fantastic. Oh, it would be great to sit on one of Walt Disney's storyboard meetings. But I think um, The Shining would be really interesting because, well, again, that was a set that was like high strung. Shelley, um, oh, sorry, what's her name? She was in the film. Uh, Shelley Duvall um, was apparently getting pushed to the brink by Stanley Kubrick. Had a hair, massive breakdown. Had a you? massive breakdown. Her hair was falling out. Crazy. Like, you don't want to be there to see that. That's not what I'm saying. Like, but the thing about The Shining is that this was a movie that was being written as they were making it, right? Mm. And just this high-tension kind of situation. I think it would just be fascinating to see, like, Stanley Kubrick's work process of writing this incredible film as he's making it. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, I've gone from one toxic film environment to another, yeah, exactly. which is probably worse. Okay, let's move on. But anyway. Living my, living my Jeff Life yep. is a Patreon. Yep. Uh, are there any Been movies? around for a long time as well. Exactly, yep. Um, are there any movies that are considered classic or must-see that you haven't seen also? Are, there, are you still buying any hot toys? Um, still, miss those, still miss those vids. Um, but they don't yeah, yeah. So that's a two-part of question. Firstly, are there any movies that are the classic films? I've tried my best over the last however many years to watch as many classics as I can, try and tick off all the big classics. The only ones that have come to mind that I haven't watched yet is Dr. Zhivago, um, Sunset Boulevard for some reason I haven't watched yet, and um, West Side Story I haven't watched in full. For, like, for me, it's gone with the wind. Oh, really? I've watched never, I've not, not watched it in totality. I've watched it a couple of I've times. I've seen bits and pieces of it. It's it's a long one. It's a long yeah. one. It's a long one. But it's a really great film, but it's one that you just, you know, long and Long the hot, movie. and the hot toys and the hot toys. Yes, well, as um, it turns out, as it turns out, if you're watching on the on the on the video, you can see I, I bought one recently. Um, this well, is the first one. Two well, years ago. two years ago, <laughs> a year ago, actually, this one. And it arrived <clears> during me. the week. To be honest, arrived during the week a couple of days ago. Yeah. Captain Marvel. Um, the the thing with the hot toys is you you place an order, and then you don't get it for a year or two because they produce it, right? They then produce it, and it arrives a year later. I've got Ant-Man and the Wasp on order. Well, they've been on order for two years. So it's just the nature of it, and then there'll be a couple of years' stretch where you don't get one. Um, but the prices are going up so much now that I'm, I think I'm out of the game after these next few, next couple of pre-orders I've got in. But, yeah, I'm still collecting hot toys, but I don't do those unboxing videos and stuff anymore because, as Jeff said, doesn't perform well. Not really worth mm. the time. Uh, Jacoby? Yep. Uh, what's your favourite Sam Sam oh, Rockwell performance? You're why? a big Sam Rockwell. I fan. love Sam Rockwell. I, I love him too. I he's a, he's an incredibly underrated performer. You said one Moon Moon. I loved Moon. Great movie and, and um, um, Confessions. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Yeah, brilliant movies. Yeah, they were yeah. they were fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. 
Um, BCNA Sanderson. Mm-hmm. When is the next? Oh, you, did you say which your Sam Rockwell one? Yeah, Confession yeah, of a Dangerous yeah. Mind. That's uh, mine. When, when is the next cartoon evolution coming out and what is it about? Well, you know, I don't usually like take evolution requests and stuff in this, but I thought it would be, I think I need to address this one because we are actually going to have a bit of a delay on the next cartoon evolution. It's not going to be coming out until the end of next month. So toward a, usually it would be the first Tuesday of the month. The last couple of months I've pushed it kind of to the middle of the month. Next month we're going to the end of the month. I'm not going to announce it now, but it will make sense. There's a reason why I'm, I'm pushing that back a little bit. And I think for the rest of the year there will be a slight delay on some of these. Uh, but next month's going to be a huge month. So, um, so yeah, I'm not going to tell you who it is yet. I will announce that in a couple of weeks. As you know, yes, you guys know. I announce them a couple of weeks before they go up. But, yeah, so you'll be waiting a little bit longer for that one. I apologise. Another uh, Patreon, uh, mm-hmm. Pete, Pete Seamus. Yeah. Patreon? Pete Seamus? Yeah, yeah. Yes. He's in Pete Seamus, Patreon. Pa- uh, Patreon. Uh, who, does old, who does old mate Rick think the Roosters will beat in this year's NRL Grand Well, sorry, Pete. I don't actually think that they'll <laughs> make it this year. And I think, uh, I think my boys, the... Uh, the storm will actually take it out this year. They're looking pretty good, and I think they'll, um, I think they'll be up against the Panthers, mm-hmm. Penrith. Well, there you go. I think that's my that's my tip. You are it's, a man of many hats. I, I, Again, got, if you, I've got a few of them. I've got a younger brother who, your uncle Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he's got dozens of them. He's, yeah. a, he's a hat collector. Mm-hmm. I've got I don't know probably twenty or so. Well, you've worn three alone. If you, if you again, if you're not watching, today. he's just put on a bloody <laughs> exactly. Melbourne Storm hat. He's been wearing three three hats on the show today. We've got um, time for a couple more questions. Catherine, Ca- uh, Catherine. Cameron Zona. Yeah. First Disney movie you ever saw? First one I saw in cinemas was The Lion King. Second one I saw in cinemas was Toy Story. First one I ever saw, full stop, it had to have been something on VHS. I mean, I was only like four when The Lion King came out, but I'm sure I must have watched like Snow White, Pinocchio, Dumbo. On VHS, probably earlier than The Lion yeah, King. Definitely I imagine. Dum- definitely yeah, definitely Dumbo and Pinocchio. Yeah, definitely. Them. They were my favourites. Uh, Lachlan, Lachlan Zanetsky. Yeah, I hope that's right. Um, what's your favourite book? My favourite, I have a few. Um, my favourite novels of all time is probably Dracula, uh, The Great Gatsby, and um, uh, The Phantom of the Opera. Oh, just really great. Just uh, Particularly Dracula and, and um, Phantom of the Opera, really great, just gothic horror. Like with. Just horror elements, romance elements, drama, brilliant film, uh, br- brilliant, brilliant stories, uh, br- just gorgeously written. And The Great Gatsby, oh, amazing. Ama- just the writing of that just flows so beautifully. I just I love it. I love that kind of like drama, romance, horror kind of stuff. Oh, it's a lot of fun. So they're my three favourite novels. More, one more quick one. Yep. Tomahawk, Tomahawk Presents. Yeah. Uh, not Tomahawk Presents, but Tomahawk Presents. Yeah, that's his name, <laughs> yeah. Any chance you might collab with Mr. Sunday or Nick Mason in the future? Well, I talked about this a little bit last week, actually. Um, Mr. Sunday, of course, and Nick Mason, my great mates with an eight over at the um, uh, the Weekly Planet and uh, Mr. Sunday Movies uh, YouTube channel, of course. Uh, they're also fellow uh, Australians, and um, I know them both. Through the through my work on the channel and everything, actually don't leave that great far guys. Things. No, yeah, we're very very close, I believe, and yeah, we're got, we're trying to make something work. So um, yeah, they have I, spoken about it. We have spoken have, about yeah. it. I can't, I can't, I don't want to say too much more, you know. But we've we've, we've spoken about doing stuff. It's, it so might take time, you know. Once exactly right, once we're out of lockdown, and everything. And, yeah, uh, you can get here or you can get there. Or yeah, whatever. We'll get it. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. So that'll happen eventually. Awesome, but guys. That's it. I'm 
unfortunately we've come to the end of another show the Dave Lee Down Under podcast thank you all for listening out there thank you guys do appreciate it of course you can find me on YouTube at Dave Lee Down Under over on Twitter Instagram just search Dave Lee Down Under and I will pop up Uh, this episode is going out on all podcasting platforms including Apple Podcasts Spotify and Google Podcasts the visual element is also available to view on YouTube that goes out two days early to Patreon supporters patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee Down Under uh, if you'd like to support us for as little as a dollar a month, you get that only early access. Only a dollar. You get early access to all my big videos I always and told stuff me you well. Were well, yeah, exactly right. Um, if you're listening on podcast platforms, please leave a review and a rating. It does help if it's a good one. That is, of course. Uh, this week, coming up on the channel... Now, it's not a huge week on the channel. Uh, the only major one is the Pixar ranking, the first of five volumes that I'm going to be doing of that. Um, well, that was supposed to be this week. Oh, sorry, last week, but it's now been pushed to this week for a few reasons. So I had a lot of content last week. I've just launched my Oswald the Lucky Rabbit voice evolution, something people have been bugging me for for a year. So go and check that one out if you'd like to. Um, I'm working my next evolution next week, or, or this week, I believe, as well. And I've got a few exciting Halloween videos coming up, too. So it's going to be stacked October. They'll all be announced on on the first of the month as per usual so ooh, I think I might have a couple of like Halloween themed ranking videos going on ooh, I have no Halloween sound effects on my board today but look guys if you want to write into the show you can shoot an email to davelypond at gmail.com until next time thanks for watching or listening see you on the next one take see it easy guys. guys thanks for joining us